good news mama welcome back to the podcast if you're new here please know that i am honored you would choose to spend your precious time listening i do not take that for granted as a busy mom of three little boys i know that time is my most valuable resource and if you're like me you want to use that time feeding on something that will build you up So on this podcast, we laugh, we cry, we encourage, and we speak the truth. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. It's why we're here. It's why we make it our aim on this podcast to point others to Jesus, the true source of life. My name is Lynn Carter. Beyond being a wife, mama, and child of God, I'm also a recovering perfectionist and your host on the Good News Mama podcast. Here, I help mamas grow their faith and families closer to Jesus, and I am so glad you're here. Hey, Mama. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here today because I'm going a little bit deeper into boundaries, and I wanted to go over five myths about boundaries. The reason why I'm starting out this year talking about that is because With this podcast, my hope is to draw you closer to Jesus, just empower mamas to grow closer to Jesus in faith and with their families. And so when I thought about a practical way of doing this, and I thought about um, where you would see the most benefit, I felt like that came in the form of your time, because time is the asset that we do not get back. It's the resource that is given to us and we must steward wisely and we just don't know how much time there is. So much of our lives are wrapped up in responsibilities, commitments, um, things that we had not necessarily planned on. And a lot of times as women and mamas, it's hard to say no to things when we really don't even have a passion or desire to do them, but they just present themselves throughout the course of our day. Some might be obvious, like, hey, will you join the PTO? Or, hey, we really need your help in this area at work. We're making this new committee. We want you to be the head of it. Um, or just being going to a friend's house when you really just need to decompress. Any of those things um, can come up, and sometimes we're just at a loss for how to handle it, how to deal with it, and how to decide what really is the best use of our time. And so, thinking about time and thinking about how we can decide these things, it just made it clear to me that not all of us are really sure and confident in our boundaries and things that drive us and our values and how to make those boundaries. So yes, the obvious things are present in our life, the things that we say we want to make priorities, like our relationship with God and our family and our husband and things like that. But a lot of times we just look around and realize I'm not doing any of those things like I really want to. I'm not thriving in the areas where I really want to be known for with my life and being there and making the time for the things that matter the most. And so that's why I wanted to start off going a little deeper into that, because I think if we can get this and understand this, then you're freeing up so much extra time that you didn't realize you had. And sometimes just having the tools and the resources to be able to set up those boundaries and be able to stick to them and convey them to other people so that they're respected. Um, And even when they're not, to know how to handle that, that's a huge thing because some of us might be thinking, well, I don't want to be confrontational. Well, boundaries are not necessarily something to confront with another person. They're drawing a line in in the sand on where you stand. And so it's for you. It's there to help you. And anyway... 
with this episode, I want to go into talking about the myths around boundaries because sometimes just hearing that word makes us cringe inside because there's this automatic connotation that you have to confront somebody or there's going to be conflict or crying involved. And okay, maybe not the last one, but possibly like you, you never know how emotional they can be sometimes because a lot of our self-worth and our identity is tied up in the things that we do and who we think that we are based on how other people perceive us. And so the first step is letting go of that. And I talk all about this in my course, Boundaries for the Faith-Filled Mama. And if you haven't been a part of that, I want to invite you into it. Um, If you think that you might need it, I want to be there for you. I want to help give you the accountability you need and the resources. And so first off, I want to go into these myths about boundaries to see if you've ever been caught up in um, in the, the mental game about why you can't establish boundaries and why they're not important or who really needs them. And so the first myth about boundaries is myth number one, boundaries are not biblical. Okay, I don't know where this came from, but I feel like somewhere embedded into my childhood and background and growing up in the church is that if you're not laying yourself on the altar of sacrifice for, you know, whatever committee needs to be served on, whatever responsibility needs to be taken care of, then you're not really a Christian. And I just don't believe that is God's heart in the gospel and in the word. I would think that God is very clear about loving your neighbor and serving and loving God and serving God and loving people. And that is 100% possible to do and still have boundaries that are real and that protect you and your mental space and your relationships as well in whatever area you want to have boundaries in. And so I thought into the Bible, like, that's exactly what the Ten Commandments are. Those are boundaries. Those are guidelines that God has given us to protect us and to keep us safe. And they were meant to be put in place, not just to keep us safe, but also to receive a blessing and to receive um, just a, a peace that comes with living righteously and living before God in a way that you don't have to have any regrets. Um, so much baggage comes from breaking the law, from breaking the Ten Commandments. Um, when you think about the inner turmoil and the things that go wrong when there's been um, infidelity in marriage and The Bible says in the Ten Commandments, do not commit adultery. And a lot of these boundaries that are put in place are necessary. And when you think about the big heroes of the faith that stood up for the things that they believed in, they didn't just decide those on the fly. Okay, David and Goliath, you know, David was the the small shepherd boy that had brothers fighting in the army, the Israelite army, and Goliath was a Philistine, and they were basically on a ridge and yelling back and forth across this valley. And, and Goliath was just being brutal in his um, berating, belittling and, and like crying out that the, the God of Israel was a nothing God basically and didn't matter. And David had just happened to show up on the, the playing field to bring his brother some supplies and to basically give a report back to his dad. And he heard Goliath come out and make this declaration about you who's going to stand up here and fight for me and who's going to stand up here and fight me and who if I win then are you're going to bow down and serve us and if we win then we'll serve you and um and he had done that so many times in a row and David heard him one of those times and he's like who is this joker like who does he think he is defying the armies of the living God and it fired him up it made him mad that Goliath would have the audacity and the nerve to speak out against the true living God his God the God that he trusted and the God he believed in and um 
And it did so much that he said, I'll, I will do this and it won't be by me and by my power to be about the Lord's victory. And that was a boundary there. Like David was not going to have um, God disrespected like that. And he was not going to ha- let God be made a fool of by this human that, yeah, he was tall and yeah, he was big, but he's nothing compared to God. And David knew God intimately and he had that boundary set in place. I mean, you think about other people in the faith like Samson and Delilah, like Samson was the guy that had God's favor and um, that the covenant promise with his strength was in his hair. And he let down that boundary and told Delilah about his hair that that if it was cut, then that's what was going to happen. And sure enough, that's what happened. Like he did not um, hold to that boundary. He he completely let the deceitfulness of Delilah slip right in because he loved her. And then you look at, at Eve and the serpent and the boundary there. And Eve wasn't prepared what to say or what to do when faced with that conflict. She just went with it because she didn't have any boundaries set in place. Um, and a lot of it is just knowing what you're going to do when the time comes. I think that if you can know the truth, like if you know the commandments and you know the Bible and you know the truth, then when you're faced with those obstacles and those difficulties and hardships, you know what you're going to stand for because it's something you've already decided. It's something you already put into place. It's, it's a standing your ground before you even have to take a stand in front of somebody. And so that's why I just wanted to bring up myth number one, people thinking that boundaries are not biblical. Um, myth number two, boundaries are not practical. Okay, so some people think that putting boundaries into practice is not realistic, but when you look at how our world operates and that boundaries are basically rules and things we're going to abide by, and to us, it, it helps us to delineate what matters and what doesn't and what we'll stand for and what we won't. But in real life, think about sports, teams, rules, athletes. Like if you don't respect the rules and you don't, you practically sit on the bench or don't, you're off the team. Like there's a guideline. There's something that you go by there. Um, and when you think about relationships and cause and effect, and you think about how, um, if people act a certain way towards you and you allow them to do that, it, they continue to treat you the same way, right? They, they one thing happens and then the reaction from that happens but if you have put in place things that you will allow and you will not allow you're telling that person that this is what I will stand for and I will not be here for you to treat me any other way or to treat the people I care about any other way and it's hard to do that sometimes that might even come up in marriage you you never know where those types of boundaries will serve you and even if other people don't respect those boundaries you respect your own boundaries and you have them in place and you control your own behavior and where you can decide that you need to remove yourself from a situation or you need to um, to basically figure out an alternative because you realize that, that you're not going to tolerate something because of what you've already decided in advance. And so boundaries definitely are practical. So myth number two is people thinking that they're not. Myth number three is that boundaries are not for everyday situations, that they only apply to the hard stuff. Okay, so up until this point, I've mentioned about how boundaries um, are the obvious thing sometimes, like with David and his faith, and you know, even thinking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel in the lion's den, like they knew that they were going to serve and love only God no matter what it cost them. And that, though it was hard to follow because they knew that their physical well-being might be in danger, they were so strong spiritually in that and they knew where they stood that when it time came down to it, they could say, even if God doesn't choose to save us, 
we're not bowing down to you or any other God, King, because our God is the one true living God. And and then what happened to them was the result of them taking a stand. They were thrown in the fire, but then they came out unscathed. They didn't even smell like smoke because Jesus was in there walking around with them and, and saved them from that and honored their faith in that way. And that was a huge testament. But when we think of those hard boundaries, when we think of those big things, sometimes we, we minimize the way that they can apply to us practically in everyday situations because those are like the obvious things, right? That's like when Satan tempts you to do the obvious thing, you know you wouldn't go there. But would you compromise in X, Y, or Z situation because it's not that big of a deal. It doesn't really affect things overall, yet it might be a slippery slope into deception and sin. And so um, just wanted to point out with this one that boundaries can be for our home and our work and our relationships. And that if you don't have those in place, you often become resentful or you might feel used or sometimes just defeated. So we must have these boundaries set in our lives. I know um, for my kids, I work on this every day just about um, with bedtime routine. Like that is a boundary for Ben and I to try to uphold because they want to push that boundary every time. They want to stay up later. They've got one more thing just to do. They don't want to clean the house right before bed and kind of reset for the next day. And those things are important, not just for us to maintain our mental sanity, but for them to get rest and for them to be ready and fresh the next day and for us to have a clean slate when we wake up the next day, only to trash it once again and do it all over. But but at least we have a way to um, go into it with fresh eyes and and be able to, to focus on what we need to instead of getting distracted and, and using our time in a way that really isn't using it productively at all. Um, So number three, the myth is that they're not for everyday situations when they really are uh, myths. um, These myths are very easy to believe. And some of them we might not even know we've been believing them. But I really wanted to bring these three up for that specific reason to focus on them and see how they can apply to our lives. The fourth myth is that boundaries are complicated, right? Like um, thinking about like telling somebody or wording something a certain way or not hurting somebody's feelings. Like we kind of build it up to be this hard thing when it's not, it doesn't have to be that way at all. Like, do you have a toddler and a stove? Then that's not a complicated, that's a boundary that they can't touch the stove. Um, For my life and my children, they know do not eat or drink near any electronic device. There's no exception to that whatsoever. I don't care if you have a water bottle with a closed top. That's just, that's a rule. That's a boundary in place that, you know, protects that device and, and makes sure that, we're not going to destroy something that's really expensive. Um, but another boundary that can be just as simple is to say, hey, you know, I don't take calls after six. Is it okay if we talk another time? Like if that is your sacred time around when you're going to spend time with your family um, between six and eight o'clock at night, it's really busy for me. I want to talk to you. Do you mind if we talk on this day at this time instead and giving them an alternative? It's not ugly. It's not mean. It's just being realistic. And so times where I've slipped up on this is times where I've often gotten mad at my family or my husband because I've made the decision to sacrifice what we have discussed beforehand for the sake of something else that may or may not have been important. If it is important and it is an emergency and I have a friend that really does need to talk to me, then I go to my husband and I say, look, I know that we planned this. I really need to be here for this call. I will do the best I can to be off of it in 15 minutes. Can you really step up today and make this exception? And most of the time, it's not a big deal. But being up front with it kind of takes away all the hassle and the heartache on the other end when 
you realize, oh gosh, I remember why I had that boundary in place because this is the craziness. It is at six o'clock at night trying to get everything done before the next day. So just kick that one to the curb. Boundaries are not complicated. They do not have to be complicated and they can be so easy to convey if you have your values set in place. Myth number five and the last myth is that boundaries are hard to enforce. Okay. A lot of times we make the mistake of thinking that boundaries need to be enforced upon or yeah, upon other people. So that's not even realistic, right? Because you and I both know that the only person that you can control is yourself, even with toddlers. Oh my gosh, I would love to be able to flip a switch and, <laughs> and do what you needed to do there. And I've grown so much in my journey as a mother of three boys and learning how they tick. And, and of course, everyone is different. So you figure out one and you think you've got the other one. Nope, that one operates differently. But in general, just trying to um, to realize that they're not for other people. They're for you. They're for your peace and they're for your sanity. And they just make life go smoother if you can hold to them. So it's really you being the only one that's learning how to control your actions and your reaction to things in your life. Um, one thing that I would say that's just popped into my head as far as how to help ease a situation that's really tense when you do have a boundary in place about um, how you're going to handle a situation or how you're going to discipline your child is make sure they're fed and rested and that they don't have any immediate needs that needs to be met before you try to teach them something. They're going to be so distracted. They are going to not even be listening. It's going to make you infuriated because whatever you're talking about is really important, but just make sure they've gone to the bathroom. They are well rested and fed. And then you'll realize that you can get through to them so much easier. Um, but going back to the, you know, being able to enforce it, like think about the things that matter to you and the things that you really want to stick to. And when you're tempted to let a boundary slide or not really hold to something that you said that's important to you, like I mentioned as an example, that six to eight o'clock time at night, um, or you just feel like zoning out and getting on your phone or something like that, think about the structure that you want to have in your family and then the next day and how that's going to serve you and then set up the things that you know are important to do in advance so that you're not running and you're caught on this hamster wheel and you can't figure out how to get off. Um, it'll just give you the, the peace of mind and protect you and your purpose and align you and your priorities. And it sounds hard to do sometimes, but it's not. That's just a myth. Boundaries are not hard to enforce. Um, and mostly because it's up to you. Like you hold the power to decide if you're going to hold to that boundary or not, no matter how somebody else reacts. Um, one of the things that is challenging as a parent and parenting wild boys is just what we will and will not stand for with how we're spoken to. And um, sometimes I find myself when I'm trying to enforce that boundary of you'll speak to me with respect and I will speak to you with respect because we each deserve respect. It's not, I'm not talking down to them because they're a child and they're not talking down to me because they're mad at me or have an attitude. It's just, we remind each other that we don't talk to each other that way. And I've had, it's tough when you have a three-year-old tell you don't talk to me that way. And you realize, oh my gosh, my tone really could be a lot better. And my three-year-old just called me out on that. And part of me is proud because I've given him that language to, to say like, they're not going to stand for that. And then part of me is like, oh my gosh, that's convicting <laughs> because I'm supposed to be the example. And my three-year-old is telling me like, check yourself, basically check your heart. If you ever watch John Christ, check your heart. Um, but anyway, 
I hope these have been helpful for you because I can see in so many areas, mostly in my relationships and in my home, where it's been important for me to draw this line um, with boundaries. I, It's not easy in that you have to think it through. You have to have forethought into the things that um, cause you the most problems and and track take you off track of where you're really trying to go. Um, one of my things that I've just had a very firm boundary to since I started working in home care as a physical therapist is having a work phone and having a personal phone. And when I'm not at work, that phone is not on. And all my colleagues know this. And none of my colleagues have my personal phone number, except my manager who could reach me in emergencies. But, um, and I'm friends with my coworkers. I have amazing coworkers and I would love to do life outside of work with them. But I find that there's that temptation just to, hey, send a quick message about work. And then I'm responsible and obligated. Personally, I feel that way. They haven't said that, but obligated to remember what they said or go make a note of it or just turn my attention from my home life to my work life. And I do not want to do that. I do not want to sacrifice that. So for me, that has been crucial with setting up boundaries. If you're listening to this and thinking, gosh, that sounds great. I wish I could do some of this stuff. I just don't know where to start. Start with my episode last week. I published the um, free training that I did the week before on how to cure people-pleasing disease or how to stop people-pleasing. And um, I share with you the three C's that really helped me to stop people-pleasing and something that I constantly have to remind myself of because there is that temptation to fall back in that when we really just want to keep the peace and we want to make people happy and we just don't want to have to deal with conflict. So I would say go listen to that first off. If you've heard this and you realize that you want more peace and contentment when it comes to your schedule and life and you just want to have more time in your life so you can do the things that matter the most or just be confident communicating your needs and how to respond when other people disagree with you, then let me teach you. I'll guide you on how to set and implement boundaries that can be applied to all aspects of your life, like your marriage, your health, your work, your home life, your kids, your extended family without the guilt how to structure your schedule to fit in the things that matter to you without all the chaos, and how to identify areas where a boundary is needed. Once you do that, how to articulate that boundary and then establish it in love. And I want to give you the support to help you enforce it within your own life and in your own self and how to move forward. I want to teach you the difference between concrete boundaries and seasonal boundaries and help you clearly communicate those boundaries to take the emotion out of them. Um, I want to help you to learn how to protect your day and and overall just your peace and your contentment and your joy. So in this four-week course, it's going to include live training with me. It's going to include um, questions and answers at the end. I'll have a PDF guide to help you take action, to help you set up these boundaries with a framework. And then I have it all hosted on a course platform that you'll have access to for your life. And as long as you have the internet and you have your own login, and it'll have all the trainings and videos in there where you can go back and look at them again and learn from other people. Um, There's a private Facebook group where you can connect with other mamas to ask questions and hold each other accountable and learn how they're implementing their boundaries and what their life is looking like as they learn this process with you and learn together. And then as a bonus, you can have an optional one-on-one 20-minute coaching call with me if you just want to pick my brain and ask questions and get guidance about specific things in your own life. Um, I just know that over the past six or seven years as becoming a mom, it has really been important to know that boundaries are essential and 
I feel like it's just like with anything else, um, like in school, certain things are taught and certain things aren't. And I think this is one of those that was not taught. Um, sometimes, you know, as a mom, I'm trying to teach my kids about personal space and what you're supposed to do and kind of like societal expectations on behavior and, you know, things like that. And um, at school, you just, you don't learn about boundaries. You don't learn how to protect your own peace of mind and really do the things that are the most important that God's leading you to versus all the tasks that you're just inundated with because they need doing and somebody needs a volunteer um, or just because you're scared to say no and they know that you won't say no. So they're going to ask you anyway. And that's just teaching them how to treat you. So let me help you get out of that flow and onto a new path. And I would just really love to do that because I know how much it's impacted me. And um, share with a friend if you think of somebody that deals with this that might benefit, reach out to them and let them know. Um, So we're going to start next week. I've decided to extend the enrollment just to make sure that you don't miss out. I just wanted to be really clear on what this is and why it's so important. And hopefully um, if you're already there, awesome keep rocking on. That's exactly the type of peace of mind I want you to have. And if you're not and you need that guidance, no shame in that. That's why I'm here. I want to give you the support that you need. We are just one month into 2022 and imagine what the rest of this year will look like when you have the confidence and the clarity and the commitment to have the boundaries in place to serve you and your family well. And if you're interested and you want to sign up, you just go to goodnewsmama.com slash course and you'll see the button where you can sign up there. And I look forward to seeing you in there. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at lynn at goodnewsmama.com or send me a message through social media. On Instagram, I'm at Good News Mamas with an S. And on Facebook, you can look, go to the Good News Mama Facebook page and send a message from there. Let's close out with prayer. God, I just pray that right now the mama listening to this is seeking you diligently, is trying to ask for direction in the areas of her life where she wants you to be in control. So often we squeeze and hold on so tightly to the things that are important to us, not realizing that we need to let them go and submit them to you and lay them at your feet so you can do your work and so we can sit back and be amazed. Lord, help build our faith that way. Help us to put our trust in you no matter what the cost. Teach us with the small things and then help that grow into the bigger things. Lord, we just pray that you would grow our faith in your word and in community with one another as we grow together and learn from each other and learn from you. May it just strengthen us to be the disciples you've called us to be um, and to disciple our families and our children and in our homes and, and those around us, Lord, to show them the love of Jesus. We thank you for your faithfulness to us and pray that you'd help us to be faithful every day to you and obedient to your call. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.